0: Hey there, this is Bo James, and on behalf of the Wix Church of the Nazarene, I just want to say thank you for joining us. I believe there is something for you in this message, and I pray that it will help you grow your faith. Enjoy. So it's a new year. What's the motto usually this time of year? New year, new me. How many of you have already said that? Man, y'all just comfortable this morning, like y'all don't want to be new or nothing, right? Like nobody raised a hand. We're, we're, we're off to a good start. Y'all better buckle up. This is going to be a good message for you today. You know, maybe we don't make resolutions. I don't do resolutions anymore because we, I've already said this every year. It's over by February, right? If I make it that long. That's why I'm so proud that we did our reading plan and stayed accountable. And, and no, Pat, I'm not going to be posting every day that I've done my reading plan this time. All right? I, I can't keep up with it now. Um, I may check in on y'all every now and then, but um, we don't have to do it every single day. But it did make a difference, did it not, for us to hold each other accountable, um, especially when Pat and I are sparring the whole time, calling each other out on it. But we don't necessarily make resolutions as we grow up, but I still feel like we assess the last year of our life and we begin to look at things that we want to change, do we not? I mean, did y'all not think about that this past week, coming up into the new year, the things of of 2021 that maybe you didn't hit the target, and and you, you you're gonna do better. You're gonna do better. Maybe it's maybe it's losing weight. Maybe it's adding something healthy to, to take walks or whatever that may look like. You know, for me, um, this frozen shoulder thing, man, it put me down for a year. Like, I couldn't even do my treadmill because you just don't know the muscles that get connected to that shoulder. Um, and and now that I'm getting that range of... Did y'all see me praising the Lord? Look at that. Just, just look at that. Just look at that. I can't go that way yet or that way very good, but I can go up, all right? Um, but I, I've realized after a year... I've lost a lot of muscle mass in there. Like, I do not have strength in that arm anymore. So that's one of my things I think I want to improve on. Um, maybe for you, it's, it's reading your Bible more. Maybe it's, um, your finances. You want to save more money or pay down some debt. Um, maybe it's declutter your house so you can see the snakes coming. I, I had another episode. I, I gotta learn to wear these things in the bathroom. Um, I had a spider. Not scared of that. I thought I, I need to kill this spider, and I went over. And when I went to step, he jumped up on my leg, and I screamed. But not too bad, because I thought, no, Alex ain't gonna come running. Like this is he's he's gonna get tired of me screaming, and this spider is jumping everywhere. And it was one of those stupid little crickets. It wasn't even a spider. <laughs> have my glasses on and I, and I just thought it was one of those wolf spider things that jump on you but I thought I've never seen them hit your knee you know so I thought I was gonna die and then I realized it was a cricket so yes I want to declutter the house to see the enemy coming at me better maybe that's one of the things you want to do whatever it is that you feel like you want to do different in 2022 it's it's always that same thought new year New me. It's like opening that notebook at the back. We just love having that fresh new page. That's what a new year feels like, does it not? God gives us that every day, by the way. You don't have to wait for January 1. That's that's so awesome. But what about the things that we thought the Lord was speaking to us about last year that maybe we didn't quite follow through on? You know, that, that love God, love people thing that we have like on T-shirts? <laughs> You know, maybe you feel like, oh, I tried really hard, BJ. I did. But life just got crazy. I wasn't spending time in my Bible. And I tried loving people. But, man, they just tested every last nerve I got. Like, I couldn't do it. Right? Anxiety, worry. I tried. I tried to let it go. But, but it just keeps coming back. Did you notice a common thread in any of those statements? I... I, I tried, I tried, I tried. Turn with me to 2 Corinthians 5.17 this morning. Simple little verse. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone, a new life has begun. In this letter, Paul was addressing some issues. There were some concerns about Paul's character and his motives for what he was doing. And he understood that the perceived character of the messenger affects how people hear the message. In other words, what you think of me will matter in how you listen to what I preach, right? Because if I'm not living what I preach, for one, the biggest, boldest thing, why would you follow what I preach, right? And Paul understood this. And, and he even acknowledged that once they judged Christ from a human perspective and human standards, what he was referring to. Now, re- remember Paul's original assignment was to eradicate the name of Jesus and all of his followers. That was his original purpose in life. And he had a right intention about it, right? Because he thought that this Jesus way was a threat to the church of the day that he lived in. So for him, he was still working for God, he thought, until he met Jesus Christ on that road. And then he saw Jesus different. And that's what he said in this, this chapter. He said, you know, once we looked at Jesus in a whole different way than what we see him as now. And he said, after my personal encounter, it changes. In fact, verse 14 just above says, either way, Christ's love controls us. And since we believe that Christ died for all, we also believe that we have all died to the old life. So there's a new assignment now for Paul. He says, Christ died for all. And I need to let people know that their old life is gone. In other words, he's preaching what he knows. His old life is gone. He has a new purpose, a new focus. He's still Paul. But everything about his life has changed. And that's what I want us to focus on today. First of all, who gets this life? He said in verse 17, anyone who belongs to Christ. So if you're sitting there this morning thinking, this message is not for me. Like, there's only so much, right? Mm -mm. Anyone who belongs to Christ. Well, BJ, how do I know if I belong to Christ? Let me ask you, have you asked God? to forgive you of your sins? Have you asked God to forgive you of the things that you know are against his way of life? And have you acknowledged that Jesus is his son and died on that cross and was raised from the dead? If you say yes to that, you belong to Christ. So this message is for you. Anyone, anyone, and you say, yeah, and I hear this all the time, and I really, really, really hate this, but I'm only human. Yeah, you are. But the thing that Paul keeps on telling us is that what keeps him on track, because Paul was human, and he still made a change. And he said what keeps him on track is the, the thought that someday he has to stand before Christ. In other words, we're going to stand before Christ someday and our whole life will flash before our eyes. Now, this is not something to scare us, by the way. Paul wasn't scared of this. That's not what he was intending. When when I say you have to stand before Christ, this is to calibrate us. If you've ever worked with a tool that needs calibration, sometimes it's your your scales in the kitchen. You have to recalibrate when you set a different bowl on there, right? You're trying to measure something out. When I remember that in the end I stand before Christ, that recalibrates how I'm living today. Because that means I want to be proud when I stand before God to say I tried my best to live for you. So, The old life is gone, and a new life has begun. It's a simple message, but it's an important message. And I think it's the most important thing that you can grab a hold of today to start a new year with. Because too many times we are trying to live life, I tried, I tried. And I promise you, church, if that's your motto, you will always fail. You will always fail. Because here's the deal. If I was enough, Jesus didn't have to come. Do you understand? And see, the word new here, kainos, it means new as opposed to old or former, and hence also implies Better. Better. My old life is gone. A better life has begun. Oh, so many times we're scared to let go of that old, right? But it's better. I asked my guys the other night when I was thinking on this message, I said, what comes to mind when I, when I say the word new? What comes to mind? Alex said shiny Okay, that's, that's, I think that's pretty good. I think a lot of people think that when you think new. Um, especially this time of year, we can, we can easily see because we probably all got some good new shiny things for Christmas. My daughter got me a new Kindle so that I could read on my Kindle, love that thing, and it already has some little finger smudges I'm trying to, you know. First thing I did was I had to go to Amazon and buy. So so poor Lanny came back like three days later, Pat, and I told him, I said, this is the rest of the present you brought me the other day because I want to protect the new, right? But the problem with shiny new things is it doesn't last. You can go buy a brand Well, no, today you can't buy a brand new car. Remember the old days when you could go to the, (laughs) you could buy a brand new car, right? But as soon as you drive off that lot, right, the worth of that car, because it's no longer new. I remember when I was a kid, one of my favorite presents, one year I got a new bike, now this particular year, the new bike, it was new to me. It wasn't a brand new bike. It was new to me. But I got these overalls that were baby blue. Lord, help me. I don't think there's pictures of this, and there shouldn't be. But at the time, I was excited. For whatever reason, I wanted these baby blue overalls. And and my mom and dad couldn't always afford to you know, get a lot of things, but mom always would try to have at least one outfit so that you could go back to school in that one new outfit, Right? And I was so excited for these things. And I begged and begged. I wanted to put them on and I wanted to wear them Christmas Day. You know what I'm talking about, moms and dads, you know, the kids. Yeah, we got to wear it. We got to wear it. And much like this Christmas, it was a very warm day, I remember, because I was in T-shirts because she just finally gave in and, of course, gave me the whole speech of don't get them dirty and don't, you know, blah, 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 take care of them so you can have them to wear to school. I had a bike wreck straight out. Ripped a hole in the knee straight out. Now, it's not like today where that would be cool by, you know, Riley's back there going, what's wrong with that, right? No, you didn't wear clothes to school back then with holes in it. That meant you was poor. Today you wear clothes with holes in it, you got money. I don't understand how that works, right? But it does. I mean, in fact, one of the first pairs of pants I put on this morning had a rip in the knee, and I was like how, okay, it just changed. So I cried, and I cried, and I cried, because I knew I didn't even get to wear them to school, and it was the only pair I had, the only new clothes for Christmas that I got, and of course, mom, when she washed them, and she was like, I can patch them, My mom always thought if you slap a funny heart or something over the hole, it was good to go, you're good. No, mom, it's not. It's really not. So that's the problem when we we look at things that are shiny, it's going to wear off. Something's going to happen. But then I asked Thomas, I said, what comes to mind when I say new? He said, new car. Oh, I said, I need another word. He said, new potatoes. No, <laughs> I said another expression for new. He said something that never existed before. Oh, I like that a whole lot. Verse 17 said the old life is gone and the new life has begun. Your new life in Christ that has never existed existed before do you understand that like God he has a plan and a purpose I believe with the moment he creates us in the womb but we come out and we see in and, and and we're not on the right path yet so that moment that you accept Jesus Christ you have just entered a new life that has never existed before because now you're living with him in charge. The problem is, many of us are still trying to be different while living in the old life still. You've never let go of that old life. In fact, Paul told the Colossians pretty much the same thing. He said, put on the new nature and be renewed as you learn to know your creator and become more like him. Some things will happen instantly when you come to Christ. I mean, there's just some things that some people, addictions, they're over. Some of us, it takes a little more work, right? It takes a little more learning who we are and who our creator is to be able to let go. But it's a process of being renewed as you learn. This year's reading plan is great, I think, as we take one verse at a time, because as we are reading those one verses each day, my hope is that we're seeking to know our Creator and to become more and more like Him. Shelley, you said it, more like Him and less like me. We need to become more like Him. Last week we said that God, who began a good work in you, would continue that work, right? My question is, Will you let him? Or are you going to continue to hold on to your old life? See, so many times we don't understand, you know, this could be the year that you put on your new nature, be renewed and learn to know him more. Maybe, maybe we've preached it wrong to you in the past. And you misunderstood, you didn't quite understand the assignment because you thought Jesus was something we just sort of get and hang on to until we need him someday to get into heaven. And we didn't know it was something that changed us. It changed who we are. We don't just put Jesus in our pocket and and say, well, I've got him when I die. You know, he's there. Church, I don't know about you but I'm ready for something new. Especially after the last two years, I'm ready for something new. Something that has never existed before. And here's what I know. When when you let go of the old life, quit using the excuse of I'm only human, guess what? Jesus came and he was a human and he didn't sin. Now we can't do that but with Christ in us it changes everything. And when I read about Paul, he was human and he still made mistakes. We look at David, King David, he was human, but God said he was a man after my own heart and 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 David did some in today's world, I think they would have canceled King David after the Bathsheba thing. But God forgives. God forgives. And David became a man after God's own heart. Why? Because the old life was gone. And a new life began. And you and I, we have something David didn't have. Because we have the Holy Spirit living inside of us. All of my heroes in the Old Testament, they don't have what I have. I have the Holy Spirit living inside of me. He's that little nudge we get when things aren't quite adding up. It needs to be a little bit different. And you know, here's here's what I love. When each of us individually can grab this truth today, it changes who we are. It changes our life. We, We become something, we begin to live something that has never existed. And when that happens in each of your lives it changes this body of believers. And then all of a sudden, this church is living out a purpose that has never existed before. Oh, don't get me wrong, we're over 100 years old, we've done some mighty things in this church and in this community, but never with this unique body of believers together. So it's a time for something new. And something that has never existed before, if we grab a hold of it. But is it really that simple? Yeah, it really is. It's not easy, but it's simple. And you just got to stay focused, just like Paul kept coming back to, I've got to stand before Christ someday. And that begins to change and calibrate us in a different mindset of how we're living our life. All of a sudden, even though we might not like it, we're able to love people that rub us the wrong way. All of a sudden, I don't feel the need to defend myself every time I feel like somebody's coming against me. Because God knows me. God knows me. And I'm okay with that. Let the world think what they want of me. You see, we we need to stop trying to, to get so many likes everywhere. There should be one like. Remember that. If I'm okay with him, then I'm okay. And that also should remind us that there's going to be times the world doesn't like us. There's going to be times that because we have messed up, there are consequences. And you do have to live with that in this world. This world is is a broken place and and we have laws, we have regulations, we have consequences and somebody don't want to be your friend no more. Okay. But am I letting go of my old life? But BJ if I do that then all my friends they ain't going to like me anymore. Hmm. But a new life has begun. A better life. A better life. We, we spend how much time on our knees praying to God for change, praying for God to do something, Lord, do something. He's like, I'm waiting for you to let go, child. I'm waiting for you to step into the better. I'm waiting for you, my child. Church, there has to be change when we accept Jesus Christ. And I said this other day, I I told my boys, I said, I'm going to put some of those crayons for the the tub time for kids, you know, in the shower. Because I said I had this thought in the shower. And then later, I couldn't remember it. Who does that? Please tell me I'm not the only one. I said, I'm going to put some of those crayons to write on the wall. You know, I can't put my sticky notes in there. So, actually, they do have sticky notes for outdoors now. I could. But anyway... I said, I need to write. So it took me two days to remember what I I thought of in the shower. But here's what I, here's the thought that God gave me. Your life does not affect your salvation. But your salvation should affect your life. What do I mean? God calls us just as we are. You do not have to get cleaned up and get perfect to come to Jesus Christ. He calls you just as you are. I don't care what your past is. I don't even care what your yesterday was. Your life does not affect the love God has for you. But at that very moment that you receive Jesus Christ, your salvation should begin to affect every area of your life. Not just on Sundays. Monday through Saturday as well after midnight <laughs> while you're in the grocery store line waiting and we're irritated because they only got two checkers because Christmas is over, people! Right? They send everybody home. Now you either going to have that two checkers or you're going through self-checkout, right? Or, or we're down here at Little Walmart. That's what I call Dollar General, by the way. We're down here at Little Walmart and you're using the self-checkout because we are big time now. And then you get that little You need assistance, and you're still stuck there waiting. Oh, yeah. Test your nerves every time. I did that the other day. But my salvation changes who I am. And obviously, God has changed enough that people that know me from that old life, when they see me now as a pastor, they about pass out, okay? But I still went through a time of having to let go having to let go, to be reminded every time. Because I thought I was making these changes, but I realized I was doing it in my power. Yeah, I can do that. I I can stop drinking. I don't care. And then I got mad because I had to stop drinking. Then I realized, God just simply said, do you love that more than you love me? I love you, Lord. So it's okay. And I realize now as I read Paul, it's because your perception of me will determine what you think about what I preach. We're called to a higher calling as leaders. I understand that now. I didn't understand what God was doing then. Do you understand? That was during a time of my life, being a pastor was nowhere on the radar. Like zero. Like, I just showed up on Sunday morning with you guys. (laughs) We wasn't even teaching the teens yet when that conversation happened. So I had no idea what God was doing. But he has been faithful all of my life. He knows what he's doing. He knows exactly where you are today. And he knows exactly where he wants you in your tomorrows. Romans 6 4. For we died and were buried with Christ by baptism. And just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glorious power of the Father, now we also may live new lives. Church, who is ready for something new? Who is ready? for something new, something that has never existed before. Y'all came in here kind of sleepy this morning. I hope somebody woke up and caught a hold of this. It's very simple. Doesn't feel easy, but it's very simple. And I believe that there are people that you've lived your entire life as a Christian and you never caught this message. You're still living an old life. You're still living in a way that God is like, I want to use you. But we're not there yet. We're not there yet. Stand with me this morning. We're going to have a a closing prayer here. And then don't run off. Because we're going to do a baptism today. Yes, we are. What a perfect day for a baptism when we're talking about living life new. These altars are open, and I don't know what Bo might throw on while while we just take a short moment. I'm not going to beat you over the head because this is a simple message. You either want something new today, or somehow you feel okay walking out with the old. I don't know. Me, I want new. I want to see where God can take me this year. I want to see where God can take you this year. I want to see, God, what he can do in this community this year. Something that has never existed before. Dear Heavenly Father, we come today. God, I pray that your spirit right now is walking these aisles. I pray that somebody caught a halt of this message today, And they're ready to just say, yes, I want new. (laughs) Because the old is not working for me. Old life still feels so heavy, Lord. And I want to live new this year. I want to surrender everything to you to give you the opportunity to lead. Because, Father, we've been dragging you along behind us this whole time and didn't even know it. We're ready to follow. Individually, I hope, Lord. I pray that people are making that declaration right now. Father, take the old. Give me the new. And then, Father, in the days ahead, may we always come back to the same thoughts of this moment, this day, as we remember someday standing before you. We have to give an account of our life. And will I feel okay, Lord, for what you'll see in my life? If there's somebody here today that you don't think you'll be okay with that, these altars are open or you can drop on your knees right where you are. And the people around you will pray for you. Because I don't want to leave this place until I'm certain that all hearts are cleared. Lord, I pray for this body of believers and for those online with us today. May we grab a hold of the new. Because I don't know what the tomorrows look like. But I know that you're preparing us for them. May we just grab a hold of the new, even in blind faith, just as Abraham did when you told him to go. May we respond so that we become more like you every day. Father, I love you. I thank you for this message today, a message that you worked in my heart first. And I look forward, Lord. Doesn't mean 2022 will be easy. But I look forward to see what you will do. Father, and I thank you that today we get to celebrate with Jacqueline. And a statement that she made many months ago to me. That she was ready for this moment. She's stepping into the new. And Lord, I'm so excited that her church body gets to participate in this with her today. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated Hey, I hope you received exactly what you needed from that message. If you want to connect with us, you can find us on Facebook, YouTube, or you can always find us in person if you're in the area. If you'd like to support our ministries, you can find us on Tithely. Thank you to those who support our church. I hope you will subscribe and join us on the next one. And remember, you are loved.